0: This is Page Turners, the broadcast book club brought to you by Muncie Community Schools on WMUN, The Talk of Muncie, 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, and Alexis say, play WMUN. Let's join the story now with your hosts, Cam and TC.
1: Welcome to Page Turners right here on 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, The Talk of Muncie. You are listening to Page Turner, sponsored by Monty Community Schools. Cam, what's that noise?
0: Huh? No, it's
1: <laughs> are you eating candy?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> G- is that believable?
1: No, I don't believe you.
0: Well, um, how how can you tell if a shop is new? Um,
1: I don't know. There's how? no.
0: Store age. (laughs) Get it? Storage. I'm sorry. I've been, I got a bag of Wonka candy and now I'm just, I can't, like. We
1: we have a full spread of Wonka candy here.
0: I I know. And, you know, I I think it's because we were going to be talking about some of the Wonka stuff anyway that it got me in a mood. And now I've been. Incessantly eating uh, Laffy Taffy like it's nobody's business. So.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, we have a Wolf Boom chocolate bar here. We have Laffy Taffy, Nerds Gummy Clusters. Yeah,
0: which I didn't know they had a new flavor. Uh, just like I completely spaced that there was a new movie. Yeah. And I, it, you haven't seen it yet, right? I haven't seen it. So here's what I'm going to say about it. Uh, As a spoiler-free review of somebody who really likes the original Wonka story Mm -hmm. um, and the original Wonka-like movie Mm -hmm. with um, Gene Wilder, Mm -hmm. it was better than Tim Burton's, but not as good as Gene Wilder. Okay. Uh, It was closer to the original book than I anticipated. And it's a musical, which is super cute. And I love that. You know, it's, it's hard to do a musical story, in mm-hmm. my opinion, uh, very well, because I am picky. But, you know, I know we've talked about the different Wonka versions mm-hmm. a couple of times now. Right. So, I mean, when you go in to see something, are you looking for it to match the book more than anything?
1: Not necessarily. I want to have some identity there, mm-hmm. but I love it when directors take some liberty and change it up a little.
0: Yeah, I I don't mind the liberty. Yeah, we've talked about Tim Burton before on this show. Yeah, we know why I don't like. <laughs> him. I love him, but I also don't like him. There's it's a it's a complex that I have. But um, for his version, he took the first and second book, just like Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and kind of muddied the water by putting a whole bunch of stuff that didn't need to be in there. Yeah, he could have made two really good movies. You know what I mean? I can see that.
1: So. Yesterday and today, I was uh, listening to the audio book of the original Roald Dahl, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm -hmm. And last night, to prepare for this, I watched the original Gene Wilder and then the Tim Burton version of the movie just to see
0: the differences differences of the book
1: and what the directors did. And I feel like the Tim Burton version had Mm -hmm. more of the book in it than the Gene Wilder version.
0: I, I agree that it did. However, I don't think it was used properly. I could see that. Because, like, Tim Burton is wild and crazy and has a very specific aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And I loved Johnny Depp. I loved Johnny Depp. But the reason why the book does so well for me is that we get, uh, we really get to know, like, what the problem is Mm -hmm. with the kids. Right. Right. Like that's and I, I feel like even though the Gene Wilder one in in concept was about the same length, because if you take out all the fluff of the second book stuff in mm-hmm. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you are left with essentially the same time of Wonka and Charlie. You know what I mean? Right. Um, And you really got to see a lot more of the like thought process because I, I feel like that was partially Gene Wilder's like version of Wonka anyway yeah, yeah. this um, is genius coming through yeah, I love that man Um, but like in the books you kind of get the sense that even as you're reading it you don't actually know what's going through Wonka's head right where like in the Johnny Depp version it was pretty deadpan and like there wasn't a whole lot of that he just felt wild and crazy yeah he didn't feel uh thoughtful or like inverted as much he just seemed like he lost his marbles
1: yeah yeah i feel like tim burton was almost fighting a losing battle by making that film because Mm -hmm. he had the public has already loved and seen the original film for years yeah for example if that film never existed in the Johnny Depp, Tim Burton version was the very first version, we'd have a totally different outlook. But he was, people were comparing Gene and Johnny. And mm-hmm. it was, it's a tough battle.
0: It really is. And, I mean, I'm always a big proponent for, like, the source material is better. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I I feel like there was enough of the difference in the first one where, Tim Burton didn't do his big liberty of like, OK, well, here's the general premise and we're going to make it really dark. Mm-hmm. And Tim Burton, it was more whimsigoth versus like gothic. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because like I love Tim Burton. Edward Scissorhands is probably the best uh, e- example of what Tim Burton can do because mm-hmm. there were bright poppy moments but for the most part, it was really dark and gothic and like it had a yeah. a vision and a point of view. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it felt like he was trying to like pigeonhole himself into something. And I felt the same way as Dark Shadows. Like, gotcha. here we go again, where it's a lot of really inappropriately used color schemes mm-hmm. when it could have been unapologetically Tim Burton.
1: Yeah, um, Tim Burton... With his original films is my favorite Timber. Yes. Edward Scissorhands, Beetlejuice, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Just don't say Beetlejuice's name.
1: We can't say it. Oh, now we've said it twice.
0: Uninterrupted, though. It has to be uninterrupted. Oh, okay, okay, Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, speaking of source material, I was reading that uh, Roald Dahl, he wrote the screenplay for the original film, mm-hmm. which I did not know. And then once the film was released, he wasn't fully satisfied. He wasn't a fan of Gene, yep. which shocks me.
0: Yeah. Oh, he, that was a big point of contention. Like, if you're looking back on the history of how it was made, mm-hmm. oh, boy, was it ever just the weirdest thing.
1: And he wasn't happy that they changed it from Charlie in the Chocolate Factory to Willy Wonka in the Chocolate
0: Factory. Mm-hmm.
1: So that's interesting.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and a lot of the best moments from, like, the book didn't make it to the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the... Um, oh not is it Veruca the the really rich kiddo Veruca, I always, get the two, Veruca salt. I always
1: get the two female girls mixed up here I think
0: it is Veruca um but she when she in the um original book gets taken it's because of golden acorns mm-hmm. it's it's squirrels yeah and Tim Burton did that beautifully mm-hmm. like it aged like fine wine <laughs> that scene really did yeah um And in the Gene Wilder, it was golden goose. You know, the golden goose lays the golden egg or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And I get it because that's a children's fairy tale. Yeah. But at the same time, squirrels. yeah, Like, that's terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) So I would have much preferred them try to stretch it and do the original source material in the Gene Wilder one because that was one of my favorite scenes. That and the very beginning when we meet Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka. That is just...
1: With the animatronics. Oh, so good.
0: <laughs> so good. That's probably
1: one of my favorite scenes in that film.
0: Oh, yeah. Easily.
1: I feel like the set. I love the town. I love Charlie's family's house. Mm-hmm. There's
0: a lot I love about that movie. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm nitpicking. Yeah. You know what Absolutely, I mean? Like yeah. the, Like everything we do, I nitpick. Yeah. Um, But it's always been really interesting to see the best parts of both of those mm-hmm. adaptations are the stuff that comes directly from the book. Exactly. So it's like, oh, maybe. Yeah. The source material was <laughs> right there the whole time. <laughs> so we
1: have Roald Dahl to think for that. Oh, of course. So don't turn those knobs. The Our conversation about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Willy Wonka and all this fun candy on our table continues after this break.
0: This is Page Turners, the broadcast book club brought to you by Muncie Community Schools. On WMUN, the talk of Muncie, 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, and Alexa, say play WMUN. Let's continue the story now with your hosts, Cam and TC. Hey, Thomas. Yeah. Why did lunchtime speed by? I don't know. Because it was fast food.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I got one for you. Okay, yeah. What color screams hello?
0: Yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, everybody. We are still talking about Wonka and just getting so far into the Wonka jokes that it's not even funny. Or it is. And we're getting some sugar rush in here. Well, I mean, it is Wonka. (laughs) Like, we can't talk about it without eating some of it. So that's where we're at. So, Thomas, you know, we've been talking about the differences between all of the different adaptations, Mm -hmm. but I want to know, of all of the Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory characters, who's your favorite? Like, from strictly a character point of view, who would be the one that you're like, ah, I relate to this one the most?
1: You know, with reading, listening to the audiobook recently, Mm -hmm. I feel like my answer is Grandpa Joe. Really? I love Grandpa Joe.
0: Huh. That's interesting. Why is that?
1: When I read the book, when, well, when I listen to the book, mm-hmm. my mind goes to the visuals of the first film. Mm-hmm. I love how that actor portrayed Grandpa Joe. And I love his optimism. Yeah. And he supports Charlie and he really wants this moment to happen for Charlie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just I relate to him.
0: I get that. No, I I understand because like he's he's always that character that, at least from my interpretation, gave Charlie the hope that he really needed.
1: Exactly. Right. Like yeah. he's
0: the reason why Charlie got that bar of candy. Yep. He's the reason why, like, all of this goes into motion, because mm-hmm. even though his grandparents are ailing, they're not exactly doing very well. Grandpa Joe is still like, yeah, but tomorrow could be the day Mm -hmm. how many people do you know have that kind of optimism in the face of like oh your house is falling apart you only have a potato and a thing of cabbage to eat (laughs) Um, and then to it foster and instill to your grandchild or child or children like hey look at how great this can be Mm -hmm. that's fantastic
1: it is. So do you have a favorite character that you relate to in the film or the book?
0: Um, yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and for people who know me really well, they are not going to be surprised one bit. Um, so if I had to pick like, uh, a character or whatever... That I feel like represents me and my personality, it would one hundred percent be the Oompa Loompas. <laughs> and I know you are laughing because you see it and you understand it now that I have this said isn't it out a short loud. Joke, is it? Uh, okay, so I'm, I'm no, kidding. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm when you kidding. think about it, even in this the original tale mm-hmm. of Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, they are the agent of controlled chaos, mm-hmm. right? And for, (laughs) I'm just calling myself out, Um, (laughs) for people who know me really well, they know that I can handle a lot and I've got a lot on my plate and I do all this stuff around town and I do this and that. But what nobody ever sees usually is the controlled chaos of how that stuff gets done. Um, And especially when the Oompa Loompas have to like remove a character from the story Oh, good God. <laughs> Those
1: are some of my favorite moments.
0: Oh, uh, yes. They, they're <laughs> almost classically ingrained from yeah. the Gene Wilder one for me because it was my first um, exposure to like the really wild and psychedelic side mm-hmm. of movies. Um, and at one point, my dad was like, oh, well, if you like that, I got something to show you and just start pulling out like films from the 70s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um for me to watch. And it, it's kind of like when we talked about the labyrinth. Same thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But for whatever reason, every time I see him on screen, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'd do that. I'd huck a kid in a vat of chocolate <laughs> if they were being terrible. Not actually. I'm not saying yeah. that I would throw yeah, any child ruthless. in a vat of chocolate. But like some of those kids, Augustus deserved that. <laughs> he was being a butt. <laughs>
1: So, speaking of Roald Dahl making this classic book, he wrote so many classics. I was going through the list. So, obviously, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Mm -hmm. James and the Giant Peach, Mm -hmm. Fantastic Mr. Fox, The BFG, The Witches, and Matilda.
0: I know. I know. So, like, all of my classic stories Mm -hmm. came from this man. Um, Also, can we talk about the fact that he wrote James and the Giant Peach? It's amazing. Or terrifying, depending on which way <laughs> well, you yeah. look at it. Because, yeah. like, <laughs> I mean, think about the surrealist idea of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You have mm-hmm. this wild and crazy man who puts out a contest to find five children. Five children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, five children. Um, and each one of them gets a lifetime supply of chocolate. Right. Which, <laughs> say less... However, only one of them gets the grand prize, but mm-hmm. they don't know what it is. That's insane. It is. Could you imagine, like, <laughs> Nestle doing that now?
1: That would be awesome.
0: Or we, we chaotic. Should, we, should, we
1: should pitch the idea.
0: Nope. I I want to <laughs> live to see another day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in- interesting that
1: uh, all these books I just named off that Roald Dahl wrote how many have movie adaptations
0: almost all of them yeah honestly like if we if we take a look at the list uh even the more obscure one like witches got mm-hmm. one which I'm, i don't know if you've seen that
1: but yeah i have i i know the original one it frightened me as a child mhm <laughs>
0: yeah 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 however the original matilda from 96 mm-hmm. is still in rotation for me
1: same I love that film yeah Danny DeVito as the dad Mm -hmm. perfect casting
0: well and it it lends his stories lend themselves so well to the the fantastic Mm -hmm. right like we talked about fantastic Mr. Fox Mm -hmm. and um uh oh goodness the the James and the Giant Peach and the BFG and all of that kind of stuff and like Imagine having such a big, bold idea, and then a movie producer coming up to you and saying, "I want to adapt this into a movie." Mm-hmm. And by the way, all of this great stuff that you wrote has to be condensed down into max two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and a lot of these, you know, and late nineties, early two thousands, they were an hour and a half. Yeah. Fantastic Mr. Fox is like an hour and twenty minutes. So, and that's one of my it's one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies. <laughs>
1: I really wish uh, Roald Dahl could have uh, seen some of these adaptations. I know mm-hmm. he passed away in the early 90s, so he didn't get to see a lot of these. But I, it's one of those what-if situations. Like, mm-hmm. I know he wasn't a huge fan of Charlie and the Chocolate Or Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Which one of these would, would he have liked,
0: any of these? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think Fantastic Mr. Fox and James and the Giant Peach... Would be a couple that he would enjoy, um, only because of the weirdness to it
1: in the style of and filmmaking. the style of yeah.
0: filmmaking. Because Wes Anderson has a very specific taste, mm-hmm. um, and if you haven't watched any Wes Anderson movies, boy, howdy, go do. Um, and then James and the Giant Peach is just absolutely bonkers by m- m- mixed media. Yeah, you know that alone is fantastic.
1: And it's directed by the director of Nightmare Before Christmas, which Henry Selick. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think it's Tim Burton, but Tim mm-hmm. Burton's just a producer.
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah. And that, thats a lot of—that's <laughs> a lot of Tim Burton named yeah. things. Um, but that's, that is a conversation for another that day. Is, that is. <laughs>
1: so we are about out of time here.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Page Turners with Cam and TC as we journey through some of uh, the Wonka universe. Uh, Give us a like on Facebook. You can find us, Page Turners, the Broadcasting Book Club. We are presented by the lovely Muncie Community Schools. So if you haven't found them on Facebook to say thank you for being our sponsor, highly suggest that as well. And uh, I think... Lindsay marie has some cool stuff coming up next so don't touch those dials and we will see you next week